What's good, everyone? Brand new episode back. We're talking fan-controlled football from right here uh, inside the bubble. Joining us, one of the FCF's talents, Dante Rump. Dante, thanks for being here. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's, a, it's an honor. Dante, your story is like many guys in the FCF this season, just an inspiring one. You've, you've been on this football journey, and you're, and you're still at it. Just tell us what's this experience been like in fan-controlled football. It's unlike any league you've ever played in. Man, it's a it's a unique experience, you know, just all the cameras everywhere and, you know, being being stuck inside the bubble. But, um, you know, it, it's given us a chance to compete, a chance to get some fresh film to, uh, you know, uh, you know, tighten up our, our techniques and our craft and, uh, you know, be able to hit somebody, man, play some good football. You know, we're the only league playing football right now. So, uh, uh, you know, it is definitely a a. Uh, a blessing just to be here, just to be a part of it. Uh, you know, th- this is bigger than football. You know, this is um, talking about evolution, man. This is uh, this is a football to a whole another level. So, you know, just having the fans taking control and having the fans actually interacting with us, the players, um, you know, certain different things that you can do on the field, the, the hot mic, um, Wendy's box, you know, that's, uh, man, I, I actually went in there for the first time this past week and, uh, man, that's, uh, that's a fun experience. So, um, you know, just the different things as far as the production and, um, you know, just how everything is laid out. It, it's amazing, man. I'm, I'm having a ball. And you, you hit on this league fan is in the name. It's, it's, it's really all about that fan interaction. Fans have gravitated towards certain players, teams. They've already adopted some of their favorites. What have you noticed just on your social media, the way fans are interacting with you and the guys in the league? Man, just uh, everybody's pretty much on the edge of their seats. You know, every week, every week, every every Wednesday, everybody's like, okay, all right, who, do we, who are we going to draft? <laughs> what defense are we going to get? Who's going to get who? Who's left? Man, it, it's, uh, you know, it's like draft day every week. Mm-hmm. And every week it, it gets bigger and bigger. We get even more viewers. So, um, you know, just just seeing how how uh, how involved the fans are, you know, it, it excites us. So we we want to make sure that we're we're doing our parts and executing well on and off the field to make sure that we're prepared for for Saturday, so we can uh, we can get some wins. You hit on it. This is the only league playing right now, and you're talking about professional football. And it was not without sacrifice for all you guys. You had to come to the Atlanta area weeks in advance, quarantine at a hotel. You've been living in this bubble at this hotel and practicing all to kind of, as you were talking about, get new tape, get a chance to keep playing. You have a family. Just tell us about kind of making that decision to kind of come come down to Georgia and, and give it all you have for this next attempt at football. Well, you know, luckily for me, I'm, I'm actually in the area. So uh, uh, I'm, I live in Alpharetta right now, which is only 20, 30 minutes away. Oh, you're right here. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's not as hard, but it's still difficult not being able to see my wife and my kids. Um, you know, uh, you know, with my kids, I have a ritual. I, I usually put them to sleep some kind of funny way, make them laugh, or, uh, you know, we will have a tickle fight right before we go to bed. So, you know, just missing out on those moments for the past couple, well, past couple months now, um, you know, it's hard. It's, it's hard, but, you know, anything worth having uh, is definitely not going to be easy. And, you know, anybody can see that this opportunity is not something that just let pass by. So, um, you know, once once I got the okay, you know, I, I knew that I had the opportunity. My wife was like, hey, 
you, you got to do it. You got to do it. My kids are behind me. My wife is behind me. I know the fans and all of our friends are, are behind me. So, um, you know, that support definitely helps. It makes it a lot easier. Um, but I, I do miss them, especially, uh, you know, times like this. It was nighttime after a game. I'm usually um, I'm, I'm so used to, you know, just hanging out with my family afterwards. But, um, you know, I've, I've gotten so used to FaceTime now. It's uh, that's that's our new form of communication and um, hanging out, having that family time. You hit on it, and and your wife and your family supporting all of this, and uh, between the different leagues you've played in and continuing this quest to play professional football, you hit on it. It has to be so much uh, not easier in what you're trying to accomplish, but easier from an emotional sense, knowing that you have that support of the people that matter most. Absolutely, absolutely, man. It's a uh, you know we have uh, we have a ritual. Uh, I usually pray with my wife and kids before. Um, as soon as I get to the arena, before I hit the field, and uh, you know I'm so used to doing it in person. You know we usually do it in the car before I get out, but um, you know just uh, you know everybody has to adapt. You know it's not only me. You have these coaches that are leaving their wives behind. You have other players, you know, leaving their wives and their children behind. So you know everybody's sacrificing something. So, um, you know, just being here, you know, being able to relate with these guys, you know, uh, everybody's in a bubble. Everybody's going through the same thing. Everybody's missing family. So uh, it, it makes it easier to build that camaraderie, you know, knowing that we all have something similar to relate to. Yeah, that's well said. We're talking with Dante Rump, <clears throat> excuse me, Dante Rump here from Fan Controlled Football. Um, when when people read your story, it is an inspiring one. It's one of just not giving up. And if you look at your social media, and, and you kind of talked about being involved in prayer throughout the week and at the end of the night, and there is kind of like a, a spiritual positivity, I think, to what you put out there on social media. Is that kind of intentional, the energy you're going for? Um, it's intentional, but it's not. You know, it's, it's just who I am. It's how I was raised, and, um, you know, that's just the man I am. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm strong in my faith, and I know that at the end of the day, I'll, I stand before one man, and he's God. So, uh, you know, I try to empower people. I try to motivate people. Um, I share my testimonies all the time. I, I had so many things that I went through, um, but, you know, God delivered me through it all. You know, it says in the Bible, he'll never, he'll never put us through something that we're not able to bear. So, um, just knowing how, whatever you're going through, how hard it is, man, just know that you can make it through because there's no way that he'll put you in a situation that he know you can't get through. That's such a positive message to share with people, however they feel about their faith, but even, even times when people are struggling, especially in a pandemic, right, to, to kind of have that positive energy that you're putting out there. Football fans, if you follow college football, they certainly remember you from your time at Kentucky. And then I think NFL fans got introduced to you, right, it's now been, what, seven seven years ago in your time with the Falcons and I know that was a painful moment, but it was also one that I think showed football fans, people in general, kind of your perseverance and your and your determination to not give up on this dream. As you reflect back on that moment and, and being in camp with the Falcons and having this dream and then not working out, where does that whole period in your life sit with you now? Uh, it's kind of funny as I reflect back on it. Um, uh, is I, I, people ask me all the time, would you change anything? You know, would you do it again? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. 
because my cause and my message to the world is bigger than me, it's bigger than playing football, but it's using our platform um, that we have in the NFL or just as a prof professional athlete in general. You know, we have a message to send to the world and we have such a huge platform that we have to use it to, to be able to empower people, to motivate people, to inspire people, especially our youth, man. You know, they're the next generation coming up. I have kids. So, you know, I wanna make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm laying a, the proper foundation to allow my kids to carry on my legacy or my name or, you know, any other kids that, that look up to me. I think for people that, that maybe don't know your story, right? Dante, standout player in college, goes to training camp with the Falcons, was part of the HBO Hard Knocks series, ends up getting cut from the Falcons, but determined to make that team get a chance, actually camps out near the Falcons facility to park. And I think some people might look at that and say, what is this guy doing, right? And I think for some of those folks, it's hard to want something so bad to understand the lengths you go to to achieve it. So I get the sense you have no regrets about that. But um, when you think about doing that and then going from different leagues and trying to get that opportunity back in the NFL, where, where does this drive come from that you'll do something that maybe the average person wouldn't do because you want this thing so badly? It comes from my faith, man. It comes from my faith. It comes from um, my family. You know, my mom, she, you know, she died uh, three years ago. Um, you know, I, I know, <laughs> I know if she was still here, she would, she, you know, she would honestly, she um, constantly call me saying, hey, don't give up, keep fighting, keep fighting, keep going. You know, um, my, my, my mother, she was a heavenly praying woman. So um, she always kept me in her prayers. She always taught me never to give up on something, always see something to the end and uh you know that's what i'm going to do and understanding my purpose and where i stand and um you know uh how to use my platform you know i i use that word platform a lot because it's something that's misused you know we we see all these all these athletes or you know all these entertainers with the platform but they're not doing anything with it but we've seen here we've seen all these people struggling we've seen all these people committing suicide uh, from, whether it's from bullying or any other household issues, you know, it, it's so much that we can do and so many lives that we can save if we just speak up and use our platform correctly. So that's what keeps me going, man. You know, it's interesting too. I think people would would see you playing football or just walk by you and, and be intimidated, right? That's a, that's a big guy. I see him on the field. He can really do some damage, right? He's going to sack the quarterback. He's aggressive. He's strong. Uh, but you're also clearly talking to you, right? You're a very empathetic person, right? You kind of feel feel for others. Was that always something you had? Did you develop that over time? Where where did that come from? Man, it was always something that I had. Um, I would say that it, it came from my my mom. You know, she was uh, she was always so giving. Um, you know, she was uh, she would give first and you know look to herself last. She was the type of person that would invite anybody in for the home cooked meal. Uh, hey, are you hungry? Come eat. So um, just know if you had an empty stomach around my grandma, <laughs> uh, you know, she always, come on, baby, come get some to eat, come get some to eat, come eat. So, um, you know, just seeing that at a at such a young age and um, having that characteristic instilled in me, you know, that's something that I still care with me until today. You, you've talked about this a bit in other articles and stories, right? But I think by by a general measure, people might look at your path and say, this guy hasn't had an easy life, right? He's he's had some 
some real trials and tribulations from childhood into what you wanted to do as a, as a pro, right? It wasn't just you walked out of college and the football thing came as easy as you would have liked. So what, what do you think you've generally learned through those, through those challenges? I mean, you certainly haven't give up, uh, given up, right? We know that. But what, what else do you think, if you look at it from the positive side of things, what have you gained from these moments where I think some people might feel like the universe is telling them no, but you, you, you kind of forge ahead. Well, the, one of the main things I really learned is um, how strong I am in my faith. You know, um, it's easy to doubt. It's easy to give up. You know, it's hard to keep going, keep going when things seem to always come in your way or things always happen to stop you. Um, but understanding who I am and what I want and, you know, just understanding that I have uh, my own children that's looking up to me, you know, my wife who's looking up to me, um, you know, it, it keeps me going, man. It keeps me going. It's, it's a hunger, it's a drive that's deep within me, but um, it's so much that I've learned. I feel like everything I was, that I went through, I was supposed to go through for a reason. Um, you know, so I can share my knowledge and share my experiences with other athletes that are coming up. You know, hey, do this, do that. Don't do this, don't do that. You know, share my share share my stories. Hey, this is how you should go about this. This is how you should go about that. Um, you know, I'm always talking to young athletes, trying to, uh, you know, better prepare them than I was. You know, just, uh, you know, just trying to educate them and, you know, share my point of view and everything that I've been through and, you know, what people have taught me, you know, I've learned so much and I just want to pass that knowledge along. What's, what's the thing that you know now or that you've learned recently that you wish you knew 10 years ago or a thing that you're actively passing on to that next generation? It's, uh, it's that transition, understanding the business behind it. You know, um, you know, everybody wants to play football. Uh, is is a dream of ours. You know, I've been playing football pretty much all my life, but um, you know, when you make that transition from college to to the NFL, whatever professional sport that you're playing, you know, you have to understand that it's a business as well. It's not you just playing for the love of the game. It's not you just being great. You know, there's so many attributes that that um, that comes into play when you know you become part of a multi-billion-dollar league. And uh, you have to understand that and where your place is. And uh, you need to understand what you need to add to the table. You hit on using your platform and, and, and that being a big reason why you still do what you do. Is, is the dream very much the same when it comes to football? Is it still get to the NFL and do that? Or how has that adjusted if it has over the years? Well, um, you know, ultimately I would love to get back to the NFL, but it's inspiring people and motivating people on the way. Um, it, it's uh, allowing people to see my journey, uh, allowing people to see who I am as a person, uh, you know, just seeing uh, how I handle adversity. You know, everybody's different. Everybody handles adversity differently. Uh, everybody goes through something in their life, you know, but it's how you handle that adversity, how you bounce back. That's what makes the difference. So uh, I just want people to be a part of my journey and Man, I, I just want to make people proud and I just want to play football and I just want to share the love, man, share the faith and love. If, if we could kind of fast forward down the road, let's say you're 40 years old and you kind of turn around and look back at what, at what the last couple of decades have been, 
what, what, what will be a success for you? How will you measure feeling like you've made the impact you want to make? Man, seeing these, uh, seeing the kids or the people that I came in contact doing better. Um, you know, I had a situation where uh, this guy came to me. He was like, he's like, man, I was so low, low in life. I, I had no, no idea what to do. Uh, you know, I lost my job. I was on the verge of losing my house, and I, I read your story. He's like, man, I, I was, you know, I was contemplating, uh, I was contemplating suicide. He said, but man, I read your story, and it, it really saved my life. And man, that story brought tears to my eyes because, man, imagine how many lives we can save by just sharing our stories, sharing our testimony. You know, being able to speak up, using our platform correctly. There's so many lives that's that's in danger, man, that we can save if we just speak up. So that's that's why I do what I do. So that's that will be a huge success, and um, I would view that as a huge success. You know, just seeing how many people were inspired or motivated or you know, lives were changed, you know, just by what I did. You know, I'm not saying that I'm anybody great, you know, I'm just, um, I'm just a vessel being used, man. But as you hit on, right, there, there's, there's opportunity everywhere. Even if you take back your experience years ago with Atlanta, some people might look at that and say, well, well, what a tough moment to go through. But if you're never with the Falcons, right, you never get a chance to meet your wife and that whole thing doesn't unfold that way, yes? Right, right. Absolutely. So, you know, everything happens for a reason, you know, uh, three kids later, uh, <laughs> happily married, you know, we still here. Um, you know, she's, uh, she's so amazing, man. She's, a uh, she's 90% of who I am, her and my kids. And, um, you know, I, I just, I just can't express how grateful I am for having their love and support. You know, she's holding down the fort right now with three boys. So, Imagine how rowdy that house gets. So, <laughs> and they know that dad's not coming home because he's yeah, stuck in the bubble. So, dad is not coming home. So, you know, they have a, um, you know, they know that mom is a little more lenient. But, um, you know, my kids are terrific, man. My my wife is awesome, and uh, yeah, man, I, I I can't wait to you know have the opportunity to hold them again. What, what are your kids, if you know, if there's ones that are old enough to kind of process what's going on here with you and your football, what do they make of, of you playing football? You know, are they are they really plugged into what you're doing? Because not everyone, not not every parent gets a chance to, to have kids and play. You know, sometimes that happens later in life for right. them. So how are they dealing with and enjoying your playing career? Well, my two oldest kids, um, they're uh, they're actually so motivated by it. You know, because they're actually playing now themselves. I have a, I have a sixth grader. So, um, you know, he's at the age now where he understands, okay, dad to use that move that he taught me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it, it's a blessing, man, to be able to pass the torch. You know, um, you know like you just said, a lot of, a lot of players are, uh, you know, they don't have the luxury of having kids that, that are old enough to understand what we're going through and why we're doing it. So, um, you know, he, he tells me all the time that he's proud of me, but he has no idea how proud I am of, of him and his accomplishments as well, because he plays football. Um, you know, he has uh, several different accolades. Um, he has one national championship, state championship, uh, a bowl game MVP just from this uh, this past year. So, um, you know, hopefully he can uh, fill in my shoes and, you know, continue the journey. I imagine every quarterback sack is a little bit different, but take me through kind of in your mind, the, 
the process, the anatomy of a great quarterback sack. So the ball is snapped, you surge forward, and then kind of if you if you can remember a great one in your mind, what's what's the checklist as you're working your way past the offensive line to the quarterback and then the celebration, I presume. <laughs> so um you know, what, what's going through my mind is so many things going through my mind. It, I mean, I can take you all the way back before the snap. You know, I'm looking at the formation. I'm looking at, um, you know, who's that quarterback? You know, I'm looking at what lineman is in front of me, his weaknesses and his strengths. You know, the way he likes to pass set, um, which way they like to slide as, as far as protection. Um, so all this before the play starts, I'm thinking of what play is going to be called. I'm thinking of what move I'm going to do how I'm going to execute it and which way if, if, uh, if I'm in a situation, what I counter back to sack the quarterback. So um, normally it doesn't happen that way, but you know, you do get those several perfect plays where, you know, everything happens perfectly the way you planned. And uh, there's no better feeling just getting up and having your teammates corral around you. Just uh, sometimes uh, my head is a little ring, ringing from all the slaps on my helmet, but <laughs> Man, there's no, there's no better moment than that, you know, just knowing that you made a huge play and, you know, sacks are gold to a defensive lineman, especially a nose. Um, so, you know, when we get those moments, when we get those opportunities, we, we, we take advantage of it, definitely. You've, you've hit on, obviously, your belief and, and all the things that keep propelling you forward. But I think any, any athlete that aspires to be at a high level has a moment or a memory that kind of validates their journey. And so I'm wondering if it's back in Kentucky or maybe a little bit after college, is there a memory of a play or something you did that kind of let you believe, not belief-wise, but skill and talent-wise, I, I can do this at the very highest level? Uh, it was actually my first tackle with the, uh, with the Falcons. Okay. Preseason game, we were playing the Tennessee Titans. We had a joint practice that week. Um, you know, um, you know they, they had some pretty big guys. Um, that's when uh, Big Michael Orr was still there. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. you know, he, was, uh, he was the right tackle. So, you know, they had some studs up front. Um, I, I remember this one toss play. Uh, it was a guard came and cracked down on me. You know, I went around the guard and I made a tackle for loss. And um, at that moment, I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do that. And, um, you know, just, man, uh, it's something about having a dream and, making your dream a reality and just noticing that you're there and that you're able to handle your dream. You know, a lot of people have dreams and like, okay, this is too much for me. I, I can't do this. I'm going to have to do something else. You know, it's that moment where it came in the realization that, okay, I can do this. I can hang with the big boys. I, I, I'm able to play. So, um, you know, I've always been confident in myself and what I'm able to produce on and off the field. So uh, yeah, but that's, that's probably one of my favorite memories. Yeah, there's a quote out there somewhere about if, you know, if your dreams aren't scaring you a little bit, they're probably not big enough, right? So it's like if you're a little bit uncertain, uh, uh, then you need to, you're probably you're probably in the right place, right? Because there should right. be a little trepidation. Um, I know you have meetings here in a little bit. Just we'll wrap up here with our kind of final three questions uh, on, our, on our What's Good podcast. Dante, first, what's what's something you've done just for yourself recently? It doesn't need to be football related. Um, For myself? I took a hot bath. Okay. All right. Is that, is that, a, is that a common occurrence? Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
you know, I had I had a moment. It was after the game. I was uh, my body was exhausted, and uh, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna take a hot bath. And I I sat in there. I, I took a like a 20 minute bath, and I just sat in there, relaxed. You know, I had uh, some meditation, um, some meditations going on on my speaker. So, you know, just got it. Got the opportunity to kind of unwind because you know we're always busy, either meetings or. I'm just exhausted and I knock out. So I never get that time to really just unwind and just um, relax. You know, don't, don't be confused by this podcast. Dante Rumpf is a, is a beast on the field, right? So I think people might hear this and think <laughs> this guy's a, you know, he's, he's spreading the good word. He's taking baths. He's meditating. I assure you, he will <laughs> rush the quarterback and come up with a sack. Um, what's, what's something you've done for someone else recently? Um, Well, this this actually happened right before I came in my room. Um, uh, one of the one of the members of the balcony uh, faculty here, and uh, he he's actually uh, one of the equipment managers. Um, you know, I was on my way to the room, and uh, you know, he was just going through the hallway, and uh, you know, he has to make make sure that everybody's shoulder pads and helmets are tightened up. So uh, I just I walked past him and said, "Hey, man, what's going on?" And then uh, he was on the phone. So then I just heard him bursting out crying. And I turned around and I said, man, what was going on? He told me that he just found out that he lost uh, lost an uncle. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I just gave him a huge hug. I said, man, look, I'm gonna help you with this. So we, uh, I, I stayed with them, we rolled the cart, we tightened every screw on every helmet, every shoulder pad. Um, and, you know, we just finished the hallway together uh, you know, so he can, you know, get back to his room and be able to unwind and process what 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 just what just happened. So, um, you know, uh, you know, God puts us in certain places for a reason. So, um, you know, that's I would probably say that's something. It's funny that you asked that because it just happened. You talk about, you know, th- things happen for a reason, right? We just happen to be talking tonight and uh, just, just you know, whatever 20 minutes ago that was, that's a that's a great story. And it's a thing that just happens. You know, you can't look for that and try and manufacture it, right? You have to be in that moment and then just decide to live it, which is clearly the path that you're on. Absolutely. And then just the last thing, uh, you know, on a, on a lighter note, when you kind of want to unplug and just have some fun, what do you turn to that makes you laugh? My kids. <laughs> My kids, definitely, man. I, I just FaceTime my kids. I know my kids are gonna do something silly. Um, yeah, it's never a dull moment. If I wanna laugh, I know I gotta FaceTime my kids. Either my four-year-old is hanging upside down on something, my eight-year-old is trying to tackle my oldest. So it's, it's always funny, man. Uh, good stuff, Dante Rump. Great to talk with you. Looking forward to seeing you back out on the field uh, here at the Fan Control Football League very soon. Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure being here. Thank you, man. Shout out to my wife and kids. I love you.